we were in negotiations. Investing in real estate. They're winning, they're making money. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Educators Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Amos. Welcome to episode number one. I'm so excited to finally host this podcast. It's been a long time in the making. I've been interviewed on, I don't know, maybe 50 different podcasts now. And I continue to think, why in the world am I not doing these? It seems like they're having so much fun. They get to talk to hundreds of super cool people, extract nuggets of money-making ideas and information. And so here we are. The idea of this podcast is unlike any that I have found. I want to learn from real estate educators. So if you're a real estate educator, if you're a real estate investor, this is the podcast for you. I want to know why they decided to help other real estate investors and professionals and how they get their knowledge out. I also want to know whether it's through newsletters, podcasts, seminars, books, or other means, and how has this content helped them in their business? We will learn tips and tricks and how to help you increase your personal and company brand. Let's face it, content marketing is the number one best way to build a brand in real estate. So let's learn from those that are doing it. This episode is brought to you by Pine Financial Group. In full disclosure, I am the founder and president of Pine Financial Group. Pine Financial Group is a private lender specializing in value-add fringe lending for real estate investors. We do this by raising private capital. We loan it out to real estate investors to do value-add projects. So think of your fix and flips, your new construction projects, your commercial repositioning. We operate one of the coolest public mortgage funds in the market because it brings consistency and security to your portfolio without giving up any of your returns. So if you're looking for a passive investment into real estate, you want some real estate exposure, this might be the fund for you. The fund pays the investors a flat 8% return with monthly distributions. There is a low minimum investment and no lockup period. That's the best part. That's right. You can request your money back at any time. Diversify your portfolio out of Wall Street and into Main Street with the Pine Financial Group Public Fund PFG Fund 5. Okay. Let's get started with the episode. I wanted to do this initial recording solo so I could tell my story about how and why I got into the content marketing game. For me, I learned that, that teaching other real estate investors and professionals how to be successful and how to make money will help me and my company be successful and make money. I got into this side of the business or this side of marketing 17 years ago. Leading up to 2006, I was what most would be would consider a fairly successful real estate investor. I was still in my 20s. I had amassed a single family portfolio of over 50 homes. I was able to do this using some very specific financing strategies, which I discuss in great detail in my book, Amazon bestseller, The 45 Day Investor. I learned through the early years that you know, I absolutely love the financing side of real estate. You see how you make your money, how you make your offer, you negotiate your deal with your sellers. It all comes down to how you're going to fund the deal. The money, the how you fund it is everything. 
After trying my luck in conventional lending, I migrated to private money. That transition was actually fairly easy for me. Um, it was natural because I was already a real estate investor and I knew what real estate investors needed to be successful. I was doing both conventional lending and private lending leading up to the crash in 2008. And I started Pine Financial Group uh, in 2008 with 100% focus and energy on the private lending game. So that's when I exited the conventional world for obvious reasons. Um, it was 2006 that I started working with Susan. I knew her well because I was a client of hers. I was borrowing money from her. Um, and she was in the, the private lending space. She invited me to work with her and took me under her wing to become one of the most, and became one of the most influential people in my life. I cannot even begin to express my gratitude for her. She had a, a handful of private investors at the time, and she would allow me to work with one of them. Uh, her structure was to charge their borrowers. So the person, think about the person that was doing the fix and flip deal. She would charge them four points of origination and 15% in interest. Now, an origination point is 1% of the loan amount in a lender fee. So let's say an example of a $100,000 loan, she charged four points in origination, so that'd be a $4,000 fee uh, that go, would go to her company. Um, she also charged a 15% interest rate. So it was pretty high back then. So again, this is in 2006. Of the investors, she would allow me to work with one, as I mentioned. His name was John. Now, John never made a loan um, with Susan, but he had a great deal of respect for her. So I started calling him up, seeing if he would let me, allow me to loan out his money. Um, and because he knew I was working closely with Susan and he had so much respect for Susan, he had agreed to do that. So he gave me access to $100,000. Um, and he says, okay, go, on, go ahead and go out and loan this $100,000. So I went to a real estate uh, sales meeting, like the for realtors, their sales meeting where they all pitch their listings. And I was able to get up in front of the room because I was a paying vendor at the time. And I said, look, I have $100,000 in cash. I want to loan it out to someone who wants to do a fix and flip. I'll, I'll finance all the purchase and the, and the construction. And I got my very first um, real estate deal. So it was a four-point origination, as I, as I mentioned, and we gave John two of those points. We got to keep two of those points. So $2,000 came to the house. And then I got a piece of that, of course. Susan got a piece as well. And that was my very first private money loan. Um, this is, again, before I started doing the education or content marketing. Um, now, she was there early on. And she helped me. She was her company. But she was there to help guide me and teach me and lead me. Um, she knew how to do the business i thought um and so she was she was guiding me teaching me what to do and how to underwrite and all of that she was very good at all of that um, but she wasn't going to build my book of business for me i had to build my book of business if i wanted to make money i had to go out and earn it there was no salary you guys this was a straight commission sales type of job um, i met dennis in the networking meeting dennis worked with keller williams and him and I, he was a, a, an investor also. And he really wanted to teach people how to invest. He has a passion for teaching. And so him and I decided to get together and teach a two-hour class. Now, the class was, he, he had one hour, I had one hour. His hour was based on the Gary Keller book, 
Millionaire Real Estate Investor, which is a fantastic book, by the way. So he taught for one hour uh, based on that book. And then I went for one hour talking all about real estate financing and more specifically, of course, private money lending. And the idea was that he would get clients out of the out of the class. I would get clients out of the class. And so our content marketing was born. Now, I, Dennis introduced me to a guy named Jim, and Jim was a bit more successful at the time than Dennis was, and he had more clients, and he was able to help get people in the room. Uh, I thought it was a funny story about that, but I decided, well, let's, if I'm doing this with Dennis already, why don't I just do one or two with Jim also? We'll mark, market it together, and he'll teach one-hour class on the Gary Keller book. I'll teach one-hour class on content marketing. And him and I started working together. Uh, and so the funny story, we, we were having some success with this, but your database is only so big, right? So you, you market to your list and, I, and he's marketing his, I'm marketing to mine. And then after so many times of doing that, eventually they just, people aren't gonna come to your class because they've already, they've already seen it, right? So it's the same class over and over. Um, and then we had this one class up in Broomfield, Colorado at the Keller Williams office. And I remember it was a 6 p.m. class, a Tuesday night. And here we are, and it's like 5.55 p.m. Classes getting ready to start. We have the projector set up, the handouts all, all on the tables, and and no one, no one was there. It was it was Jim and me in that room. And here we are five minutes before, and now four minutes before, and now three minutes before, an hour to the point. Like, oh my God, I hope I hope no one shows up. I, I the last thing I want is is you know one person to show up and we have more instructors than um, than guests. So it's funny. We ended up uh, we laugh about it now, but we ended up closing all the lights, shutting everything down, locking the door. <laughs> Just in case someone showed up, we wanted to make them think that the class got canceled or something. We didn't want them to be the only one. But you know that kind of how that's kind of how this whole thing started. Now uh, from there we started teaming up with title companies and started using other people's database to try to generate more interest in our class and grow our class. And then I moved from that into a full day, Saturday, uh, all you need to know about real estate financing class, like real estate finance 101, I called it. Um, and I would upsell, I charged a fee for this one. The only time I've done that, I charged a fee for this one. And we, we went for the entire day. We talked about lease options, subject twos, owner carries, of course, private and hard money. And I started raising money right out of that room. In fact, Jim is because of that very first class, he decided to start investing with me. Um, and then there was other people. I remember Karina was in that room. So I have other investors that, that came out of that room. And there it is. I started my, my book of business working with Susan. So now I'm bringing in uh, private money deals and I'm bringing in the private investors now, remember, I had a commission split with Susan. So this was her company, but I was working pretty closely with her. And the commission split seemed really fair when I was getting started because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the private money lenders. Uh, I wasn't generating a ton of leads. Um, but as I started bringing in all the private money leads through my content marketing, my classes that I was doing, I was bringing in um, the money and the deals and then I ended up creating the servicing side of the company. So at the beginning, it was John, right? And John got all 15% interest in two of the points, and we got we kept two. Um, he was taking all the risks, so at the time, it made a ton of sense. But as we 
grew up, we started servicing the loans, which means getting the payments in from our borrowers, paying the investors, doing all the tax forms, doing the inspections on the, on the construction, all of that. And we started charging our private money investors a fee, a servicing fee to do that. So now we had a, and that was a big bump to the, to the well, the revenue and the bottom line um, for her company. And so I approached her and said, you know, I'd like to renegotiate our split. And this was in 2008. And she was not having it. She was, um, she was pretty upset um, that I would even approach her for that. You know, I, I thought maybe equity in the company or maybe a new, new split on the commission, something like that. And she just straight wouldn't have it. So she decided that she preferred teaching real estate and not doing real estate. She was going through some, her own financial trouble at the time, like we all did in 2008. And so she decided to close up the mortgage shop and do, and teach real estate. Well, here's the story that I haven't really shared with anyone ever before. So I'm going to share this with you on our inaugural podcast. So this was a very challenging separation for me when Susan decided to close shop. Now she was upset, right? Because I was asking for more money and she thought I was trying to take from her. Um, and I was at, when she decided to close, I was at a self-development workshop. Um, I think this one was in maybe California. Yeah, I think it was in California. There was a five-day workshop with no cell phone access. So it was, you're cut off from the world, basically. And Susan and I were close enough at that time when she would take a trip or I would take a trip and we would cover for each other. Well, she totally stopped covering for me. In fact, she took it a step further and closed down my email access. So all my access to all of my borrowers, investors, everything. Um, and then she had the, the database, of course, um, so she locked that down. I couldn't, I couldn't get to anything. And I had deals in the pipeline at this time. So I couldn't communicate with everybody. Obviously, this was extremely, extremely stressful. As I'm telling the story now, um, I could just feel the stress that I was going through as I was in this seminar. Um, so I, I did get notice that my email was shut down, but I, I wasn't able to communicate with anybody. So as soon as I got back home from the seminar, I started to do some damage control. I started calling my investors. Well, I learned through that process that Susan had actually called all of my investors and told them not to work with me. It's too dangerous. The economy's collapsing, and they should not. They should not work with me. So this was a direct attack. I felt like, um, and so that that was that was tough. And and one of the investors, which is interesting now, is was my uncle. So my uncle decided to start working with me and she called my freaking uncle and told him that um, what I was doing was reckless and he shouldn't work with me. Well, what ended up happening is I, I saved every one of my investors. I did not even lose one. I was able to close my loans and my pipeline and I got Pine Financial off the ground. Um, Pine Financial was challenging to get started, even though I had some investors that I was able to brought over. Um, and here's where I was getting alluding to when I said she she mostly knew what she was doing. Well, what Susan didn't know is we had to be licensed to be brokering private notes like that in Colorado. Um, and she didn't tell me that. Uh, I don't think she knew that. Honestly, I don't think that, that this isn't a dig on her necessarily, because I don't think she knew either. But I needed to find out if, if I had to have a license to do my business. So I called the state regulators and um, I quickly got an invite into their office where they told me I, had, I was under investigation and I was doing all this illegal stuff. And um, so I had to do the whole 10 years of history. They had to call all my investors and do the full investigation. 
and it turns out they, they gave me a call and said, look, you're doing everything even better than what the state requires. So we're going to go ahead and let you get your license. So I came through that with flying colors, studied, passed the test, got my license, and there we go, Pine Financial is born. So this is, again, 2008. Um, I knew teaching live classes from my time with Susan was going to be the way to build Pine and be successful, right? So in order for me to attract investors and borrowers, um, I continued those classes with Jim and I continued my full day class that I was doing. Um, and I continued, I, yeah, I just continued to do that. And, and then I met uh, a really, really great friend of mine named Charles Roberts. Now, Charles was one of the owners of Your Castle Real Estate here in Colorado. Um, if you're in Colorado, then you probably know Your Castle. And quite honestly, you probably know who Charles is. Now, Charles um, had some medical um, challenges and moved back east to Boston. But it, it, back, back in this time, him and I were very close. And he says, Kevin, you're doing great with these classes, but why don't you teach a class like your own class, two hours, all about hard money, and I'll get you in front of a room of people at the Your Castle. So the Your Castle agents and investors, and they were highly focused on real estate investors at the time. In fact, they were the leader in real estate investor education um, back then when I was starting out. And they, they still do quite a bit of that now. Um, so gosh, thank you, Charles, for all that you've done for me. Uh, it's because of you that that really Pine Financial Group took off in this one two-hour class. Um, so that class ended up later getting approved for CE credits, um, which was challenging because the state of Colorado doesn't regulate hard money lenders. They kind of don't like them for some reason. Um, but I was able to get that approved, and I started teaching these classes to real estate offices across the state. And I'll tell you what, this one class, this hard money class that we do at Pine Financial has helped hundreds of people make thousands, maybe even millions of dollars. This is a free class that we put together to generate business. We raise money out of it, we close loans out of it, and yet it still helps people make millions of dollars. And I have people tell me constantly that I've, I've spent $30,000, $40,000 with the national gurus, and I learned more about funding deals in your two-hour class than I learned in the $40,000 mentorship program. Um, and I have real estate agents tell me, I have no idea any of this existed. They don't teach this stuff in real estate school. I learned more in your class than I did on um, financing real estate than I did in real estate school. So it's been a fantastic um, class for us, and I would not be where I am without the content marketing and this hard money lending class. All right, from there, we started doing a monthly newsletter. So every single month we send out a newsletter and every single month I get feedback. Great newsletter. I can't believe how well you're doing. I got so much information out of it. I, I used this article that you wrote. I did this and made this amount of money. So we're getting really, really sweet feedback from that. But that newsletter also allows me in my intro, I tell a little bit about the company, a little bit about my life. And then I'll, I'll, I might promote something like our public fund or a special if we're running something like that on a class or a, or a, um, a loan. So it allows me to market to my people because I'm constantly adding value through this monthly newsletter. And quite honestly, the readers love it. Um, I did publish the 45-day investor, which I mentioned before. That isn't, hasn't helped my company directly, but it's helped me directly because when you write a book, um, it's instant credibility. 
And I was able to get it to go number one on Amazon. And quite honestly, here's peeling back the curtain a little bit. It's not that hard, you guys, to get a book to number one. All you have to do is have all of your sales into a short period of time. So say, hey, if you buy this book, you can get it for 99 cents or even give it away for free, but you have to do it within this time and this time. Give like maybe a three or a four hour window and then promote the shit out of it for those four, four hours, right? So you start maybe two weeks or three weeks before, you do some webinars leading up to it, uh, try to get your friends, like Charles Roberts, for example, someone who's got a big database that can help you have them pitch it, um, which they should be willing to do because you're giving them such a great deal on the book. It's a one dollar book I'm going to give you for 99 cents if you buy it in this window. And then when you pack that many sales in that short of a time, it fires it to number one. So it's not that hard to do. Um, but when you snap that picture, hey, I made number one, um, that's instant credibility, you guys. So I would encourage that for all you real estate educators out there writing a book. Um, and with some of this AI stuff, gosh, it's not going to be that hard to write a, a, a simple little book and you can self-publish it. Um, we have the YouTube channel. I'm super proud of this. If you haven't seen it, YouTube backslash Pine Financial. Um, it's a fantastic avenue for us. And people tell me all the time, well, I saw you on the videos. You, you're like famous to me. We're like, we go out to Minnesota and people come up to me all the time. Well, you're the guy from the videos. So the YouTube channel has been huge. Now that's cost a little bit more money than some of the other things we're talking about here today. Um, so maybe it's not right for everyone to, to do right away because there's, um, there's a lot of editing and posting and copyright stuff that I'm not good at that I, that I hire out. Um, but you know, we're still small. We're a little over 3000 people, but those 3000 people are, seem to be pretty pretty loyal and they they watch the videos and then they call us and they talk to us so youtube channel has been fantastic for us so that's something i would consider if you're wanting to be a real estate educator or if you are a real estate educator and you're looking to expand uh, your medium that, that would be a good channel to look at the Real Estate Educators Podcast is brought to you by Pine Financial Group. Pine Financial Group is a private lender specializing in value-add bridge lending for real estate investors. This is accomplished by raising private money from individual investors and lending that money out in short-term real estate loans. Pine operates one of the coolest public mortgage funds on the market because it brings consistency and security to your investment portfolio without giving up on returns. The fund pays its investors a flat 8% return with monthly distributions. There is a low minimum investment and no lockup period. That's right. You can request all of your money back at any time without any fees. Diversify your portfolio out of Wall Street and into Main Street with the Pine Financial Group Public Fund, PFG Fund 5. Find out more at pinefinancialgroup.com. That's pinefinancialgroup.com. Um, we host the largest full-day real estate investor event in both uh, Colorado and Minnesota. It's called the, the Real Estate Investor Success Summit. Uh, you know, to, the story about this quickly, so I don't want to take too much time on this podcast, this initial one, but gosh, there he is again, Charles Roberts, man. He was there for me. Uh, it was him, a guy named John. John is no longer with us. 
It was those two and myself that decided to do a full day real estate investor education event. We started by doing it for, for free. The very first one, we had 700 people register for it. I think half of that actually showed up. But we were able to capture all of these email addresses and start building our, our database. Um, and this We've done this for over 10 years now. Um, neither Charles or John, are, unfortunately, are involved anymore. But Pine Financial, I mean, this thing's going, you guys. And, and we do this every single year. People look forward to it. Uh, super proud of it. It's got to be the number one event that we do to generate business for us each year. Um, we only do it once a year. We charge a little bit for it now because we're just trying to cover our costs, but it's it's not a money maker for us by any means. Our goal with the Success Summit is to network with people. Let us get on, on that stage, get our message out there in front of two, three, four hundred people, um, and that, that's been a game changer for us as well. Um, so the Real Estate Investor Success Summit, I'm super proud of that, super proud of the YouTube channel. Um, we do monthly networking meetings now at the beginning. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We, in the beginning, we we're like, well, let's just get together for some beers. We'll just talk about real estate. We'll just hang out, right? So we called it the Real Estate Investor Happy Hour. And we met at this little tiny, I don't even remember the name of the place, but it was a little tiny um, room. They called it the library and it fit maybe 20 people. And we had 20 people uh, show up to this. Um, and we were just having beers. There's no uh, agenda, no schedule, no nothing, just hanging out. We didn't have a freaking Pine Financial sign up. It was, uh, it, was, it was really laid back. Well, the feedback immediately was, well, we like the networking, but we really want the education. So here we are, real estate educators. We need to get in front of the room give some kind of lesson and networking, let's combine it. So we kept the name, the Real Estate Investor Happy Hour, added in a speaker that we could bring in every month, which was fantastic, by the way, because then we got to get our friends and people in the business that refer us to help us generate business on the stage. So it's kind of our way of giving back to some of our, our friends, our other influencers. Uh, so that's huge. This podcast is going to be the exact same way. Um, so that, that was great. And in both Minnesota and Colorado, well, Minnesota was a little bit different because their real estate investor association is so well established and, and Mike does such a great job with it. We always came in second to him. We were never able to surpass him in attendance, but in Colorado, we were the largest for a while. So we get about a hundred people every single month and it was a really cool concept. It's a free event come out, all we ask is you buy a, a drink and a, maybe a, a dinner and support the establishment because the establishment gives us a room for free as long as we buy food and drinks. And so we kept it free for everybody and they, they, would, uh, they would really enjoy that. And then we gave them the education uh, to go along with it. Uh, that became challenging because the restaurants started saying it's too hard on the kitchen. We're having so many people order all at one time. And so they started making it extremely challenging for us. And we had to start bouncing around restaurant to restaurant, which was tough. And then, and then COVID hit. Uh, and then that's, so we, we stopped doing it, but now, now we're super excited. We're doing the same exact event, but we've, we've limited to one a quarter instead of one a month. And instead of a speaker, an individual speaker, we have a panel of speakers. So we're calling it the pine panels and every quarter down to Colorado Springs and Denver, and soon to be in Minnesota, we're going to have the pine panels. You come in and listen to like, 
can do attorneys. Like, come listen to three attorneys, get free legal advice. Come listen to CPAs and get tax advice. Come listen to property management or, or any number of other ideas that we can come up with. So it's going to be a panel every month with food and drink, and it'll be absolutely free. And again, that is going to be a great way for us to network, give back, and grow the company, grow the business. So that's one way that you can consider doing content marketing as well. And then finally, you're on it, guys. We're starting the podcast. We're finally here, finally in the game. So the Real Estate Educators podcast will be coming out once per week. We're going to drop it on a Monday. And it's going to be people in the industry, again, that are educating real estate investors and real estate professionals. So perfect. If you want to market yourself and market your company, you want to use content marketing, this is the podcast to listen to because you can learn, learn what other people are doing in the content marketing world. We're going to also drop tons of nuggets on real estate investing and how to be successful in that. So if you're an investor, um, for sure, listen to this as well. Um, so that's that's the game, guys. We're going to be doing the, the podcast once a week. You're going to drop videos, continue to do that on YouTube once a week. So there'll be two every single week. We got the Pine Panels. We got the newsletter. We got the success summits. Um, and then we just got our normal classes, that hard money class, hard money lending class, guys, the staple of what thing. We're still doing that. Um, so I want to take a second here to thank you for listening to the very first inaugural podcast. Again, I'm super excited to get started with this. I'm going to be interviewing many real estate investors, many real estate educators, so that we can learn how to increase our personal and company brand and close more business. So with that, I'm excited for the first season to begin. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, please be sure to follow and leave us a review. Oh yeah, and tell a friend.